You're listening to Tracks FM's podcast. If you've enjoyed our content, more podcasts are available on the RTM Click app and website. Let us know what you think. Please email us at tracksfm.rtm at gmail.com. Like and follow us on social media at Tracks FM Official. Well, welcome back uh, to the show. We just had to iron out a few discrepancies with the uh, technicalities. You know, these boo-boos do happen when you deal with machines. But anyway, back to the interview feature at hand. Uh, I have in the studios today uh, Ms. Rosita Rohizat, an actress and a singer. And uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump in straight into the discussion, ma'am. So, Ms. Rosita, maybe you can start off by sharing with us a memorable moment from the early days of your career and what really set the tone for the, you know, versatile person that we see today in front of us? Uh, well, thank you for wanting to know. I um, started singing actually by accident, mm-hmm. although I do come from a family that has showbiz right there, big, you know. Um, but um, I was a good student. I was shy in school. And so it came as a shock that um, my cousin, mm-hmm. she had a girl band, uh, all girl band that was going to perform in um, Johor in a hotel called Orchid Hotel, I think, at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they needed all girl band, but what happened was they had a fallout, so one of them walked out. Right. And so my cousin had to do something drastic, and she pulled me in. Mm. I was just finished my um, what you call that um, in Singapore O, o- levels, mm-hmm. yeah, my O levels, and I I did pass, and I got uh, invited to continue mm. to uh, pre U, but uh, I guess I needed the money, okay. yeah, and I wanted to help my cousin, mm. so I went, I went, and I I started singing, and there uh, I see a lot of people were interested in me, and they gave me lots of applause. It seems like a good job. Mm. (laughs) So I stuck with it. And then only later that my mother and family found out that I had jumped into the business. I see. And did you discover that you could sing only after you got sort of indoctrinated into the band or you knew that, you know, singing was innate in you? I always liked listening to music. Right. I had um, experience uh, not performing. We had neighbors, Mm. all male. They had a band, mm. and I was jump in and follow them, sing right. with them. I was always with them until one day, Tan Sri Piramli, he said mm. to me, uh, "You know, you can't hang around with boys at your age." You know, <laughs> so I stopped. Okay. I stopped. So he I was did. very protective of you, huh? He was my father figure because my right. father died when right. I was four, mm-hmm. and someone, um, I guess my grandmother, told him, "You tell that girl she's mm. too." Oh, she's fraternizing with the boys, you know? So, uh, <laughs> okay. So okay. he put a stop to it. And I stopped playing guitar for a while after that. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll talk a little bit more about the influence Tan Sri Piramli, the great Sanima Nagung, had in your career. But now um, I want to dig deep into the influences. When you started off singing, when you started taking this seriously, um, who were some of the artists or the singers of your time that greatly influenced your style of singing and your style of performing on stage? It has to be, of course, my auntie mm. later. But right. it, as a, a child, of course, we like English Motown music. So mm. there goes Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, you know, the Bee Gees, the Supremes. Uh, Olive and John, mm. Mm. you know. Mm. Uh, so those were my uh, repertoire okay. when I was singing in, mm. in hotels. Um, but as I moved into Kuala Lumpur, mm. then I followed my auntie mm. and she took me into her circuit of musicians and I learned jazz. 
jazz. Okay. Yeah, I, I memorized all her songs because mm. she was doing the paddock. If you remember, paddock is a is a club, exclusive club in uh, Hilton Hotel mm. way back in the seventies. Yeah? Okay. Um, so they were doing standard jazz, you know, like okay. Misty songs like Misty, mm. um, the closeness. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Standard song like Misty, uh, Nearness of You, Clo- uh, all the songs. See, now I've forgotten. Oh my God. Time passed by. Eh? Time flies, yeah. But I tell you, if you put the music on, I can hum it easily. Mm. Or rather, sing it. You can sing along. Yeah, because well. I, I can remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so Sa- okay. uh, Saloma. And then, of course, um, I when I got into EMI uh-huh. as a recording artist, Anita Sarawak, the diva, right. she got to know of me. And so her manager hmm. um, invited me to join Anita to go on her road tour. Right. And we went all the way, all over, all over hmm. Hawaii, uh, Dubai. Um, even, uh, we stayed almost a year in U.S. Hmm. where I learned to perform. Wow. Because I was le- learning to sing with my auntie. Mm. But with Anita, I learned to perform because uh, she had this um, uh, She had this habit of asking me, Rosita, hmm. how do you do that? You know, she asked me to get some more step because she needed some more Right, steps, okay. Yeah? So she was learning from you as well. Yeah, that's funny, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she wanted more ideas, you right. know. So, yeah. well... Mm. I, I'm happy that I'm able to help and uh, that I was able to dance. But, you know, it's just uh, imitation of um, the Pointer Sisters, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Three Degrees. Mm. Yeah, those I think, yeah, p- part of what makes, you know, great performers truly great is that the fact that they surround themselves with other similar creative people and mm. then they learn from them. It's just like when you watch videos of Michael Jackson rehearsing with some of his backup dancers and then one dancer pulls off a move and he looks, hey, I like that. And I'm going to use that in the performance, you know. <laughs> or you see yeah. James Brown when he performs in Las Vegas. You know, he's got his big gig, had his big gig, the late James Brown. I've watched a video of him rehearsing and then someone comes on stage and does something. He says, oh, my God, I'm going to do that when I go live. <laughs> he says that, you know. And, and that's, that's part of how artists and performers like to evolve and reinvent themselves, which eludes me to my next question. How, over the years, have you sort of evolved? Or was there a point where you realized that, okay, I can't be doing the same thing anymore because the audience space is shifting, the attention span is moving towards something else, and maybe I just have to reinvent yourself? Or did you just decide that, no, this is who I am, this is the product that I'm presenting for my fans, and I'm going to stick to that? Earlier I said I started singing by chance, right? Mm. I think everything seems to be by chance by for chance. me. <laughs> I started singing in loungers, mm. and then when I moved on to a big label like EMI, I uh, became a recording artist. Right. Yeah. And then I realized that I had to cater to the local domestic uh, mainstream market. Yeah. And so my songs were catered to that, right. to that market. Yeah. And then uh, what happened was, I got married. Okay. Yeah, I got married. So I stay, stayed away. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I got married twice. Okay. Yeah. So, and every time I got married, I moved away from the industry mm. to focus on my family. Mm. Yeah. But my, fa- uh, my husband died in 2006. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And um, I was following my mother, mm. Mariani, 
she has a lot of invitation to a lot of events. Mm. And so I, you know, I help her because sometimes my mom, mm. she has problem with tempo. You okay. Know? So every time she's invited to sing, I would go up on stage and try to help her. <laughs> yeah. So that she don't, you know, right. move from the mm. melodies. Yeah? Mm. And so I decided, oh my God, since I'm doing this, I might as well just go back. And mm. so I started recording again my own label, mm. Yes Baby Music. Mm. And I did a couple of songs that uh, were used in films. Mm. Um, and um, they were nice songs that uh, I told myself, oh my God, my goodness, yeah, I should do this. And I keep doing this. Every two years, I've been uh, producing uh, new songs. Right. So I've moved from a rojak Malay, pop rojak Malay mm-hmm. singer into uh, dangdut, into Joget. Uh, pop, pop R&B. I have, pop <coughs> I have a pop R&B album, actually, in wow. 1990, mm. yeah, which is uh, way beyond its time that time. Actually, I, I like it very much, but... Mm. Um, Immediately after that album, three months later, I got married my second husband. Right. So I stopped again. So mm. the promotion didn't go much. Mm. I, I regret that very much mm. uh, because the songs were very good. And I'm very sorry to all the composers and the musicians in the album that I did not push it. But I'm glad that I'm still around now that I'm able to keep the 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 thing moving right yeah okay. so there's there's a lot of videos in YouTube please watch it sure sure and I watched quite a lot of them as well before I came up for this interview to speak to you now speaking about all the songs that you produce I've got an, one song that's lined up now a playlist that I'm going to play right now for our break it's titled Kenneth Kenneth so oh. can you tell us about this song uh? Kenneth Kenneth actually yeah. is a, a, a part cover of Saloma my auntie's uh, oldie yeah okay but we we kind of uh, Remix it. We change up the lyrics a bit, mm. and there's a rapper involved. Yes. Yeah? Uh, and actually, when I did my first show in Australia mm-hmm. and Canberra, oops, Daisy, uh, I had uh, my um, I had to to sing it mm. on my own. Okay. So okay. Uh, I couldn't bring the other two guys because there, there's no budget for it. Mm. So I had to do the rapping. Okay. You hear the rap here uh-huh. done by Dole, the okay. rapper. Yeah. But actually, on the show in 2015, I did the rap. You did the rapping, yeah. okay. Maybe when we come back after the break, you can give us a cover of the rap. But I now, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, let's listen to Kenneth Ken by Rosita Rahizat, featuring Dio and Dill, right here on WTOG. It tracks momentum. Inspiration. Achievement. Experience. Motivation. Empowerment. All this on W Talk every Friday, 11.15 a.m. Right here on Trax FM. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome back to uh, W Talk on Trax Momentum. I'm your host, Anil on the mic, and with me in the studios today, I have an actress, a singer, a songstress, and she's also a globetrotting Malaysian who has left an indelible mark in the entertainment scene worldwide. I have in the studios today, Rosita Rohaizat. Wow, thank you, Anil. I can't live up to that. Of but course you Yeah, can. I'm making slow steps, yeah, you know, that's, that's very the, slow steps. That's the yeah, title small of steps. conversation. We're continuing a legacy. You left behind a legacy mm-hmm. for many young and aspiring singers and actors. And speaking of acting, mm-hmm. you got involved in acting as well. Talk to us about that journey. Yeah, when I um, when my mother hmm. started seeing that I was doing a lot of singing, hmm. she pulled me up one day and she said, "Kau bukan anak aku ke?" 
you know. <laughs> aku kan pelakon. Right. Kau anak aku. Mm. Uh, so you know what she's trying to say, right? Right. She's insinuating that you've got Is to it, yeah. hold on. Yeah. How come you're not acting? How come you're following Saloma? You're not following my footsteps. Mm. And so I said, okay lah, okay. So I mm. started acting and mostly with her. Okay. Yeah, like films like Stingan, which still get a lot of airplay mm. because it's a very popular uh, comedy uh, horror movie that uh, a lot of people remember me because I sang two songs also apart from acting. Mm. I sang two songs in that movie, which one of them won the award for best movie soundtrack uh, for that movie Stingan in year 83, 82, 83, wow. yeah. Your very first uh, on-screen movie song. Yes. You still remember that song? Uh, sometimes classic national plays it. Uh, maybe a line or two for our listeners. Gugurnya mawar desa kumbang-kumbang you have to carry on for me. Oh my goodness, I wish I knew the lyrics, but you took me on a journey right there. You're a true serenade. Very beautiful. Thank you. And and so how is it that you managed to strike that balance between singing and acting? Well, both of them, yeah. Uh, if you must, if you do know, acting requires you to remember lines, mm. yeah. That's the most important, unless the the director allows you freehand to yeah yeah lip, improvise yeah yeah. But, yeah mm. but you need to uh, relate the lines with your character right so that's very important mm. and singing too singing also requires you to memorize lyrics yeah so my mind my brain must be you know always um, you know talking to myself remembering lines mm. or for either one of the. Uh, duties that I must perform. Uh, fortunately, I, I haven't resorted to ginkgo biloba or anything like that. <laughs> but thankfully, I think maybe... No supplements you, that uh, you've <laughs> needed yet. to enhance not your memory. Yet. Not yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. good. I'm already 66, mm. going on 67. Well, that's and an I'm, angel number, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I'm quite thankful that um, yeah. I'm still able to remember the lyrics. Relics, yeah. And so, like I said, when I go into acting, I must make sure that I'm able to relate to the director, mm. my co-actor, uh, yes, so yeah. that we can uh, produce what uh, the script wants. Mm. Yeah. And as for singing, um, a lot of rehearsals with the band. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy that I'm able to understand music more than I used to before. Right. I I can talk music language to mm. the musician, so that helps a lot. So you must always, um, if you want to be a singer, you mm. must always keep up with the music lessons. You know, right? Any instrument. I try even the bongo. I'm trying to learn it. Mm. I bought it recently, and I'm hoping to pick it up. Mm. I did in Moa. I went to a place that. It stores a lot of gamelan equipment right. and they allow you to uh, play. So mm. I got somebody to teach me a bit. So I understand a bit of how to play gamelan too. Mm. And uh, apart from that, I'm also a member of the Marhaban group. And then I learned all these Nashid songs uh, and I learned to play mm. the kompang. So I like percussions. Yeah, I like. Right. I wish I could bl- uh, play uh, the horns or the saxophone, mm. you know. Mm. But, mm, well, soon. I hope I get time to do that. Because I'm trying now just to focus on uh, dancing. Because I love dancing. Dancing? A lot. Yeah, wow. I love dancing. So I like, I like that at my age, I'm able to go on stage mm. and choreograph routines that are 
interesting to the song. So it makes the song more mm. um, relatable Related. to the audience yeah. and they it enjoy it. It resonates better with yeah. the audience. Yeah. Mm. I think, you know, you are a true epitome of a performer and an artist because you're continuously very eager to learn. Yeah. You know, you mentioned about the gamelan, about the bongo, and I think that's what makes a true performer because you always want to learn because yeah. the world of music and performing arts is never-ending and there's so much to be discovered out there, right? Yeah, mm. dancing is, you know, dancing like any, any, even Hindi mm. or... Um, I like Javanese dance too. Wow. Yeah. Um, belly, I think it would be totally out for me. Yeah, I okay. don't have pointy toes, you know, twinkle toes. <laughs> I don't have that. But I do have grace. Right. I do have um, yeah. uh, rhythm. So mm. I just need some guidance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now let's let's talk about some of your endeavors overseas. I want to touch on uh, you representing Malaysia in the National Multicultural Festival in Canberra, the Malaysia Fest Sydney. And then the fifth Sumatra Jazz, and then so many other more, um, you know, musical extravaganzas overseas. Mm -hmm. um, which one holds a very special place in your heart? Uh, you forgot to mention I also did Kronchong festivals in Indonesia, okay. Okay. Uh, which I'm quite fond of because I meet a lot of uh, Indonesian, uh, make friends with a lot of Indonesian musicians. Okay. But of course, the first uh, impactful one that I always remember is the first time I stepped into Australia mm. to perform for the National Multicultural Festival in Canberra 2015. Mm -hmm. That's my first time. Since then, I have done Perth. I have done Melbourne, mm. I have done Sydney, and very soon, inshallah, I will go to Auckland. I, I, I'm still thinking about it because it will fall, invitation falls in uh, Hari Raya, yeah? Right. Uh, because for National Multicultural Festival, I was invited by the government, uh, Australia, uh, uh, Canberra, mm. yeah? So uh, that was... Um, it's very good. Uh, I did get help from JKKN mm -hmm. uh, to pursue it because I needed the flight uh, tickets there. Uh, and then I had lots of friends. After after going there, I made a lot of friends in Australia, mm. Malaysian and Singaporean, mm. who helped me uh, on my journey to Canberra and Sydney. Mm. Uh, I've done about 14 or 15 of them mm. over the years since then. Uh, of course, with MCO, there was a break. Yeah. Uh, and so I find that, wow, I, I'm so blessed that I have friends who are trying to help me to do what I do, which is to carry on my legacy, uh, my family's legacy. Uh, I found this niche la, that uh, I'm able to perform at fest cultural festivals because I'm doing, um, like I said earlier, I like to dance. So I learned the zapping, the joget, uh, that represents a lot more of the Malaysian music. Mm. So I moved into Irama Melayu. Wow. From pop jazz, pop mm. R&B, Roja, and then Dangdut to Irama Melayu now. And that helps with this uh, journey that I'm going through, uh, Australia and Indonesia. Wow. Mm. Versatile. I have mm. to say, that's one word to sum you up. Versatile. You're completely versatile. And uh, just to segue a little bit for our listeners who are watching us live, uh, we can also be seen on YouTube and also our new Facebook page. And speaking about our new Facebook page, um, we have someone who has actually commented on you, uh, oh. Rosita. Uh, and this person's name is Jasni Wan Din, one of mm -hmm. our uh, audiences tuning into the show via YouTube Live. And he says he wants to send his regards to you. And oh. He says you've got a super voice and you're a great performer. 
Uh, this one comes from our listener, Justney Wandin. Thank you, Justney. Yeah. So thank I think, you very uh, much. Lots of your fans are actually tuning into the show. And uh, we'll jump in for another quick break with another song of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one will come in with a quick preamble. Tell us about this next song, Hayalan. Hayalan. Oh, Hayalan is yeah. composed by um, Johan, the late Johan Nawawi. Okay. Yeah, I like it also because it's a danceable tune. Uh, it's from my second album, okay. which is a uh, pop R&B. It was uh, produced actually by the late Adnan Abu Hassan, but his name is not on it mm. because he was actually contracted to another label at that time. So he did Moonlight there for a while. Uh, and uh, all his family were involved. His father, mm. who wrote the lyrics... And of course, we had Azman Abu Hassan, okay. uh, his brothers, uh, Azlan Abu Hassan, and his sister, Nina, who was the backup uh, vocal in most of the tracks there. And then his mother helped with the, you know, with the refreshment, refreshment when we were recording, because we recorded it in his house. Actually, his house, way back in 1990, was already a studio. A studio. Uh, only now we have a lot of uh, people... Uh, producing from houses but actually he was doing it all before in 1990 already done back yeah. in the 90s so this album is in uh, from 1990 and it's uh, fa- uh, my favorite album of my auntie uh, my mother actually my mother liked it very much it, compared to my first album which was uh, pop uh, rojak melayu mm. um they said the difference was like uh, bumi dan langit mm. uh, okay uh, because from that to Pop R&B, R&B. way okay. ahead of his time, according to people. All right. Enjoy. Uh, yes, let's, uh, let's take a trip uh, back to the 90s and listen to Hayalan by Rosita Rohaizad right here on W Talk at Tra- Inspiration. Achievement. Experience. Motivation. Empowerment. All this on W Talk every Friday, 11.15 a.m., Right here on Tracks FM. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, W Talk on Tracks Momentum. Just a while ago, we heard Hayalan by Rosita Rohaizad, a beautiful song, and she just took us back to the 90s. And she, I think, took a trip back to the 90s because I heard you humming that song really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like I said, it. Yeah, at one point, I thought I want to turn off the song and let you continue it, ma'am. Uh-huh. Don't you want to do that? <laughs> we should do one live yes, program here. Yes, we can have it unplugged. Nishama. Yes, yes, speak to our producer. <laughs> but now let's let's continue with our discussion. Our topic today is about continuing the legacy. And this uh, Stella of a woman right in front of me has... You know, created a legacy for many young and aspiring singers and actors in the country. And I want to speak to you about that, ma'am. What is the legacy? The legacy that you've held on to and you've been holding on to so well all this while, being this versatile performer and artiste that you are. What's the legacy you want to leave behind for the young ones, for the future generation? What the legacy I want to leave behind? Mm. Well, you see, the good thing about this um, current media, digital age, yeah, everything I do is visible, mm. you know? So if you uh, see me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you can uh, gain something from it, which is uh, how I conduct myself on stage, mm. uh, how I dress up, how I uh, look, how I uh, mm. start... Uh, a conversation with mm. people and how I think. I think most of them already have a feel of what I am. Mm. Yeah, to each 
and everyone, of course, different perception. But uh, I am my mother's daughter, mm. my father's daughter, yeah. and uh, I'm the niece of Saloma, the great legends. Yeah. I know I can never mm. do what they can they fill, did. Fill in their shoes. I can yeah. never. They were su- mm. they are such big shoes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I'm still trying. Mm. Uh, I'm thankful that I still have health. Mm. I'm thankful that um, I'm given opportunities. Mm. Uh, I'm thankful that I have lots of friends and people who mm. have helped me along the way. Mm. So, yeah, be nice to people. Be kind, even to animals. Yeah, um, you will get your uh, rewards. Yeah, you will get. You know, kindness only get kindness back again. You know, yeah, so yeah. I can not just stress on that. Much more, you know, but mm. um, yeah, be kind, uh, enlarge your circle of friends, mm. you know, uh, a- anybody, you know, learn to be good, learn to be kind, learn to share. Yeah, uh, that is, uh, I guess, what I would like to share. Yeah. yeah, it's a very common saying that we have in Malay, jangan kedekut ilmu, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have to I have to and uh, squeeze in another compliment for you ma'am. Oh. Someone has just commented via our official Facebook stream Jean Michael. I hope I'm pronouncing Jean Michael. Jean Michel or Jean Michel. Jean Michael. And uh Jean Michael says both the DJ and the singer have got a very heavenly voice. Oh yeah, you should see him think, too. No, but I think you're bringing the best out of me. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, that's one you, thing. That's you, another yeah. one of the legacy. <laughs> because I've never got this compliment before, but now that someone's saying that, wow, see how, how, how you know, enlightening you are. You just emulate goodness everywhere you go. Great. And, and one more thing, touching on your legacy, ma'am, um, I think one thing that a lot of people would love to know is the memories that you had with Sunima Nagong, the late Tantri Piramli, Allah Yarham Tantri Piramli. Talks about one of your most fondest memories that you had with the most iconic figure in Malaysian arts? I have shared this before mm. um, and earlier that uh, guitar stopping thing that he did on me. Mm. Uh, one other thing is that Piramli likes to cook. Yeah, Really? Yeah, he likes to cook. Wow. So when we go out with him mm. in, uh, at that time in Singapore, uh, there's a stall in the Newton Circus and all that. Mm. Everybody knew him, you know? And when he comes... He takes over the kitchen. Oh, really? He cooks. Yeah, he will cook. His favorite is like mutton chop and chicken and beef steak and all that with green peas. You know, at that time. What's his specialty? He he likes anything curry. But when you go to uh, Mama, you of course <laughs> migoring. Yeah, right. right. Uh, he will do his style. He's not a very good cook though, okay. but. Is the effort he puts in. So we makan lah. So that wow. So, uh, you know, going to places like that and you see, oh, daddy yang masakkan, you know. Yeah. Any he, advice, any advice that you received from him for you to harness your craft in terms of being, what 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 did, did he signpost you to do for you to be a better singer or a better actor? I didn't start singing okay. uh, when he, he died when I was 17. Right. Uh, he right. didn't know that. Of course, I did act with him as a child mm. in some of his uh, movies mm. as extras, children in uh, the the big entourage that came along the road in one of the movies. Mm. Uh, but I never got to sing in front of him. I see. Um, uh, it's a pity because he wrote songs for my auntie, both my aunties, yeah, in, mm. including uh, Mimi, the late Mimi Loma. Mm. But I didn't get that chance. So I'm a bit. Um, 
I'm a bit sad that I never got that chance. Right, yeah? right. Yeah. But we are envious of you because you had 17 years of your life with the man yeah. who is now just known to us. We just have earpiece news that he was this great man. He was such a lovely personality to be around with. And I'm sure all those memories yes, he was. forever lives yeah. in your heart. Ah, yes, I, I love him. Ma'am Rosita Rohaizad, thank you so much for setting aside your time this morning and taking us on a journey way back to the yesteryears. Although we are on the second day of 2024, you just took us back on a trip into a time machine and thank revisited you. all your memories. Now, this wouldn't be a W talk if I never asked you this question. Oh. This is a seed planting moment because a lot of girls and women out there who are aspiring to be just like you, they want to fill in your shoes. Mm-hmm. What's your advice to them? What's my advice? Yeah, I've always uh, check on what your weakness, your strength, mm-hmm. yeah? improve on it, um, enhance your skill, always learn, always learn, you know. Um, of course, nowadays we have a lot of restrictions here and there, but yeah, go around it. We, we are now fighting uh, or helping to, to, to alleviate the people of Gaza. So mm. do that too. Show your kindness. Um, what else can I tell? Keep, keep yourself looking good. Don't mm. eat too much. <laughs> eat only for, uh, for energy. Don't okay. eat for sedap. You know, don't eat mm. for uh, delicious makan-makan. Mm. Eat because you need the energy. That's all. So then you maintain your, um, your body yeah. and your skin. Uh, lots of sleep. Mm. Yeah. Um, what else? Don't don't um, don't worry too much what other people are doing. Just worry about yourself more. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I discovered today after talking to you, that if you are a born performer, you are born to entertain. Age is nothing but a number, mm. and I'm sure you will go on to live in all of our hearts with your songs. We uh, Tracks FM will play your songs. Oh, thank you. And we look forward to seeing you in the studios again, Miss Rosita. Thank you so much, you Anil. Take care. Have a lovely day. Yeah, everybody. Thank you, listeners of Tracks FM. Before that, before that, huh? uh, I'm going to play another song of yours. Oh, uh, yeah. This one is Kuronchong Ana Ikan. Tell us about that before we go in uh, to wrap up the show. Kuronchong Ana Ikan mm. is the Kuronchong version of Ana Ikan. So if you go to your library, you find two versions. One is a pop dangdut and one is uh, the Kuronchong version. Kuronchong version because I went to uh, Indonesia, I went to solo and I sang this song with the Kuronchong band and I found that eight hey, they. You know, in, in Indonesia, in that part of the, the world, mm. everything, every song gets to be kuruncongais. Right. So, okay. uh, my, my ana ikan became kuruncong ana ikan there. Okay. And I liked the sound. So, I came back and got a local lady, mm. she's Chinese, to produce it for me. And, uh, yeah, it, it's very nice too. I like both of them, hmm. but the word ana ikan has a bit of a complication here. A lot of people say, <laughs> yeah. "What? Are, why are you singing ana ikan?" So okay. I'm, I'm always telling, "No, I'm a pencinta haiwan. Okay. I like ana ayam, hmm. ana kucing, okay. ana ikan, <laughs> uh, ana kerepun." So basically, that's the song. Okay. A very, very detailed <laughs> preamble to that. Thank you so much, Rosita Rohaizad. Wish you nothing but the best. And thank you oh, for thank being you. with us today on WTOP. You so You're welcome. Here's Kronchong Ana Ikan by the one and only Rosita Rohaizad. You're listening to Tracks FM's podcast. If you've enjoyed our content, more podcasts are available on the RTM Click app and website. Let us know what you think. Please email us at tracksfm.rtm at gmail.com. Like and follow us on social media at Tracks FM Official.